Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Six o'clock, nice job, Eddie Scazzeri. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Boomer Esiason, Craig Carton on the fan, and of course, worldwide on CBS Sports Network. Got a great show for you today. After a very interesting weekend of sports, and I mean all sports over the weekend, from a three-on-three tournament at Barclays that had 15,000 people going crazy, to a chip-in to win a golf tournament about 25 miles from here, to uh, Yankees uh, losing 10 out of 12, to the Mets sweeping the worst team in baseball and celebrating like they won a World Series. Lots cooking, and we're here to discuss all of it with you. Good morning, Boomer. How are you today, buddy boy? Well, I think it's time to sound the alarm. To the main stage. Boomer to the main stage. Ah! I don't know, man. I don't know what the Yankees are going to do, man. This is uh, this is amazing what's happening to them right now, right in front of everybody's eyes, and everybody can feel it. And they've lost their confidence at home. And whether it be Panetti yesterday, whether it be Chris Carter earlier in the weekend, I mean, just the, just the amount of stuff that has, that has gone on that just does not look right. And usually when you, when you lose 8 out of 10 or whatever it is, 9 out of 11, whatever it is, it doesn't look right. And, uh, you know, I think they made the right move by getting rid of Carter, who you thought was a great signing earlier in the year. But there's a malaise that is associated with him, and you could tell it, and you could see it. And when that malaise starts permeating through the locker room and start, you know, guys just throw the uniform on there and go out there and play, all of a sudden, you know, things start going the wrong way. The pitching starts uh, becoming suspect. Tyler Clippert, obviously, is suspect. Uh, yeah, you're brutal. There are a lot of guys that are not holding up their end of the bargain. Now, usually, I think we always talk about how teams even out. Somehow they sure. even out during the year, and maybe the Yankees are doing that now. And I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm, no, I'm just trying right. to tell you that they are a team that is in like a major, all of a sudden decline. And it's one thing to lose seven out of eight, you know, six out of eight, something like that. But to have it go and extend and extend the way it is extending, and extending through a homestand against two teams that you should have at least won the. You know, won the series against. I agree. Uh, it is it is bad. It's just, and it's... It's uh, like when everything was going right for them, they'd get the timely hit, they'd get a great pitching, and then all of a sudden, it's reversed. They're losing a lot of one-run games. You know, yes, they're down 7-zip. I know, they uh, better, and they have a chance, I know obviously. they did, but, I, you know, here's the thing. A there, loss is a loss. And, and Joe, uh, and I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit about what he said yesterday, he said after the game, he goes, hey, look, you know, we're still in first place. We're yep. still right there because the other teams around us aren't playing as well. They're That's lucky. right. They're kind of lucky, but sooner or later, once... You know, the other team all of a sudden takes them over. I think it's going to be good night. I mean, I and I don't know if you're if you're. Uh, I don't know that any, no other team, them included, has shown the propensity yet to go on the you know eighteen out of twenty one type of run where they separate themselves in their division. I mean, even you mean when in the, their division, yeah, even when the Yanks uh, were you know what twelve games over five hundred, the difference between first place and last place was five games. Right. So I, my gut is 
that that's the way it's going to be this year. They will be in first, they'll be in second. They'll be in first, they'll be in second. Maybe they'll be two games out, three games up. Uh, and then in the next month, as we get closer to the end of July and the trade deadline, that'll determine you know the final 75 days of the season. But you're right. Everything that went right for them for the for, for the 30-day period has now gone wrong for them, whether it's injuries, which they're starting to have now, whether it's uh, bad plays, you know, uh, one-run losses, middle relief dropping something, uh, starting pitcher being terrible, uh, and the one game they won, you know, Tanaka showed that all of a sudden, out of the blue, hey, he's a dominant pitcher. That was a great game against Darvish, right? Yes. And it wound up going to extra innings and all that stuff. And uh, you're right, the New York Yankees are in an area right now where they're very, very fortunate that no one else is winning a lot of games. And here's the deal. The, the thing now, it, it comes to me now, back to Brian Cashman, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to try to refortify this? Do you overreact uh, to the negativity that's going on right now? Or do you sit back and let it play itself out, thinking that you have enough young guys, you know, and you, you lost, you're lost. you also going through some injuries right now? Yep. So they uh, might get Ellsbury back, but who, I mean, who knows? So you're missing your second baseman yesterday. You're missing your center fielder. You're missing uh, your left fielder, Hicks. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of guys yep. that now are getting hurt. So they're going kind of going through what the Mets are going through. They just have the benefit of they had a cushion, which is now gone. And, and they're pitching. But at is, least they had a cushion. And now their pitching is starting to show itself again. And as to what you know, with CC out, which I can't believe I'm saying because CC has had a nice back bounce back season. I think great. there's a comfort with him when he's on the mound. Yep. But uh, they're in trouble, dude. And I'm not trying to be funny either. I'm just, I, you know, I talked to my Yankee friends yesterday, you know, because I caught some of the old-timers game. And I was thinking to myself, why don't the Yankees, like, why? And I think a lot of teams should do this. Like, the Mets and Braves should do this. Or maybe the Mets and Phillies, I would think, probably make a little bit more sense. You know, you try to find that one year where both teams were really, really good. Yeah. And you bring those guys together, old-timers. Right. You do a game in Boston, and you do a game in New York. Oh, it'd be great. How, like, Wouldn't that be unbelievable? Like, that's how major league. Now most major league baseball teams obviously do their old timers. Then they bring back all of their guys. Right. But what happens one year you decided maybe somebody that's listening at major league baseball yeah. will do this and do like Cubs White Sox. Yeah, you do all your Giants Dodgers. Find those find those years where they both were good. See if you can find the, the the guys that are you know that are alive for most of those teams. Bring those guys back and do like a little rivalry old timers day. You know what I'm saying? I, listen, I like it. Anything that gets more people in the ballpark and gives people a little extra bang for their or, buck. Or I guess you great. could, if you were the Yankees and the Red Sox, you've played so many games over the years, it really doesn't matter who you bring back, but because you're going to bring back and it's going to be Yankees-Red Sox. Right. Yeah, listen, I, I would... I think uh, the fans would love that, I think actually. there's nothing else you saw yesterday, and most of you didn't watch it, uh, unless you were there, but you had 15,000 people at Barclays for a uh, three-on-three uh, little thing. You know, the big three that Ice Cube started. It went six hours, by the way, because there's like four games. You know, all the teams play every time. Um, and you would have thought Allen Iverson was uh, a conquering hero of New York, the way people went crazy for him. He barely played, but people were just thrilled to see him. He made one shot, and no joke, 15,000 people showed up for this uh, you know, one-night-only uh, three-on-three basketball thing yesterday, which tells you it's got legs. It also tells you that we as sports fans are nostalgic. We love the great players and the big names, or even the iconic players that didn't pan out, and we love seeing them. And we want to see them. And it shows you again. I, th- I was thinking about this uh, coming in this morning. You had a bunch of recently retired to guys who are you know, way past retiring, mm-hmm. playing ball. And it wasn't the greatest basketball. But you knew every name on the court, right? Right. 
And it, it was a reminder to me how a lot of times teams and players lose sight of how much we as fans adore them and root for them and want to watch them play and will forgive them of damn near anything they do on and off the field to play. Because when White Chocolate or you know Allen Iverson or, heck, Charles Oakley and Dr. J, when they're in the building, people still want to see them. We still want to applaud you. We still want to watch you do what you do when you do the things you, you know, do. It'll be interesting to, to hear from, from somebody who actually went and saw it because I know that they did it on tape delay and it won't be shown on TV right. for another couple of days. Um, I'd really like to hear you know what the, the thought process was and whether or not People were actually rooting for teams to win, or they were just there to, to see. The first game ended in – it's the first one to 60 wins. And I forget who it was uh, that, that made, like, a, a shot to win it. The place erupted like it was game seven of the NBA Finals. Did you go to it? I did not go to it, no. Okay. Um, I've seen some video of it, and I've read about it and talked to some of the folks that were involved with it. Right. But I did not – I was not there personally, and I regret not being there. I, it sounds like – other than being six hours long – it sounds like it delivered across the board uh, what it's it said it was. It's kind of interesting. Our makeup gal, uh, Allie, was telling me this morning that she spent the day uh, with Amy Trask, okay. who somehow, someway was involved with Swim Cash yesterday okay. at this big threat. I'm like, I'm trying to think, what would Amy be doing over there? I don't, know if, I don't know if the and CBS Cash Sports... would have only been there to do appearances Yeah, but I don't know if CBS Sports Network hosted something over Fox there or not. I think Fox has the deal. I thought they did at least. I'm right. pretty sure it's an FS1 uh, production, which will air uh, this week. But uh, it, listen, it was all good. Then, of course, I, I don't watch a lot of golf, uh, admittedly. Now, I can, I can talk about golf like anyone, yep. but I don't watch it yep. unless it's a, a major or, you know, if Tiger's playing, whatever. Well, Jordan Spieth is playing. And your boy Jordan Spieth yesterday, again, I didn't see it live, but I've seen it since 500 times because it, awesome. it was awesome, man. Yes. Here you have a sudden death hole, and he's in the sand. And I liked it because that's most of our nemesis, the sand. We can't get out of the goddamn sand. We hit it. We hit it. And then you see a guy out there who doesn't even really swing the club, and the ball perfectly comes out of the sand, goes in the hole. He throws the club. He's chest bumping, jumping up and down, and wins the tournament. How about the— And uh, it was great. How about the fans? How about the, the, <laughs> the amount great. of fans that were there? So yeah. they love their golf up in Cromwell. Thank you, Alan. I have to say it was if golf could somehow capture that moment, which it can't. It's not the nature of the sport. Uh, but that moment alone, I'll guarantee you that there are people who go out there today with a sand wedge uh, on their favorite, wherever course they play on, and try to replicate that. I guarantee that. By, by the way, Amy Trask is the CEO of the Big Three. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, the CEO of the Big Three. Yeah, how does that happen? Well, she's smart. She's connected. Ice Cube from California. She yeah. was with the Raiders. Exactly. A little connection there. So good for Amy. So All there right. you go. Well, so it was that, a big success. She's like me. She's got a million jobs. Good for her. Boy, how does hey, that happen? Bob, Bob, uh, you know, the thing about Jordan Spieth, though, that, that was awesome yesterday was just the whole reaction to it and the crowd. And if you watch CBS and you watched it over and over and over again, just the way the crowd reacted, you know, and look at how many people were there. Yeah. This is the Travelers I mean, Championship 20, deep. in Cromwell, Connecticut. The fans did. The and it's, fans it's came sudden. Out. It's uh, the extra hole. It's well, sudden, it's the extra hole. I mean, they both had lousy drives, and the reason he was in the in the sand, he couldn't get it to the green and two, and miss hit it just light, uh, just barely. And look, he did what he once did before. You know, his first win was at the John Deere out there in uh, in Wisconsin, I believe it is, um, or Illinois. I think it's Illinois, and uh, he did the same thing to force a playoff. Right. And then he won in the extra in the extra holes. Yeah. And then there's something going on um, 
right around 33rd and 7th. Now, you may know there's an iconic building right there. We yep. know it as the world's most famous arena. With an iconic team, the New York Rangers, yep. and they started making well, trades, we'll man. It's unbelievable. We'll get to that a little bit later on today for sure. Well, we're going to get to that a little bit later it, on today. Because we'll get to it later today. Because I mean, it Rangers didn't happen yesterday. We'll get to it later today. Have, there's something else going on. A very, very big chunk of the <laughs> successful uh, product that they've been putting out there on the ice the last four or five years. Yes, that's not where I'm going, though. Oh, really? Okay. No, And you know that's not where so, I'm going. So, so what are we talking about? The other team in there that nobody cares about right well, now? Well, no, there's a huge billboard a huge billboard probably put up by guys who were booing the pick when they picked uh, Porzingis fourth overall uh, in the draft a couple years back there's a huge billboard and the billboard reads don't trade Porzingis Mm. don't trade Porzingis all right maybe Porzingis bought it Uh, maybe he did Um, now there's I I don't get to the company that's behind it all that stuff but the Porzingis thing has gotten interesting. Um, Porzingis in year two, and you've mentioned this uh, kind of on the cursory level, became an NBA player with all the negative things that an NBA player does. That's right. Not the, I mean, you know, maybe you spend one less hour in the gym. Maybe you spend one extra hour in a club. Maybe you're uh, you you following the lead of a guy like Carmelo Anthony for per, per, per se. So Porzingis uh, had a tough year, too, but really fell into all the trappings of what an NBA player's life is. Here's the flip side of that. The reports are out there. Nobody in the NBA is now going to trade for Carmelo Anthony. And there's a couple things behind that real quick. Number one, he told Phil Jackson, I, I think I just want to stay in New York. <laughs> and this is a genius move by Carmelo, and here's why. Carmelo Anthony knows that the Cleveland Cavaliers are waiting for him. He also knows because of the, the nature of his contract, they're not going to trade for him, nor do they have to. The situation got so bad between him and Phil Jackson, he cannot be a Nick. I think you'd agree with that, right? I would think so, yes. They are going to let him go. They're going to waive him. I think they use that stretch exemption to help them salary-wise because as of right now, without getting too complicated, they still have a deal going on with Derrick Rose, which if they don't rescind all rights to Derrick Rose— He's $30 million bucks against their cap right now, meaning they have zero cap space, all right? Right. And your boy, uh, the guy who writes uh, for something that is Phil Jackson's buddy. Yes. What's his name? I forget the guy's like name. Charlie Rosen or something like something that? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Whatever the hell that guy's name is? Yeah. Yeah, he's writing about how you know it was great to have Derrick Rose here. Yeah. So here's the deal. Okay, he's it gonna, wasn't great. <laughs> and Derrick Rose should not be a Nick either. But here's the bottom line, boom. Can they stretch Joakim Noah out? They can't. No, they can't. They're How many st- guys can you stretch? They're going to stretch out Carmelo Anthony, and here's what's going to happen. And the rumor is that this is going to happen with Dwayne Wade as well. He's going to get released or waived. He's going to be a stretch situation, which I don't want to get too complicated with, Yon, all right? That's going to buy out. He is going to be a Cleveland Cavalier next year, as I've been saying for a long time. All right? Yep. He's going there. He'll take the veteran minimum to go because he's still got 50-plus million bucks coming from the Knicks. He will go to Cleveland. There's also a thought, you know, that Dwayne Wade opted in to his uh, option year for 20-plus million bucks that the Bulls might want to get rid of him too because of the money and what they think production is. You have right now the distinct possibility, since there's rumors of a three-team trade that gets Kevin Love out of Cleveland, that you could have LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, 
Dwayne Wade, and Carmelo Anthony all on the same team next year. I'll that is what. live, yes. and that is on the table. Man, maybe we could do that. You know, take three of those guys and play in the big three. <laughs> Eventually they will. So the New York Knicks are looking at a season, again, of no chance of winning. And LeBron James, who just lost to uh, the Golden State Warriors, you know, having three great players ain't enough anymore. Right. Now they got to go with four, regardless of age or ability. Or five. Or five. Right. They will go to the table next year with uh, potentially Wade and Melo on the roster. And, they'll and th- then I'll <clears> say <throat> this. Guess what? And they'll still lose. Probably. Hopefully. And if, if that happens... And it's absolutely alive and well that what I just told you is going to happen. The NBA needs to shut down. The NBA becomes a joke. Well, let them go. Let them go. Actually, I'm I'm actually pretty happy about that. The NBA needs to stop conducting business the next day. You cannot allow that type of scenario to happen. Players and you take 28 teams that suddenly mean nothing to a league and have two teams that can load up like that. The NBA needs to have a work stoppage and redo the entire system because it's broke. Well, I'm listening. The players have run the league for a long, long time. It's got to stop. And this goes back to David Stern when he took over and he said, hey, we got to start marketing our players as individuals and stars to bring the fans to come and watch. And you saw last night or yesterday in that three-on-three, look at Allen Allen Iverson's uh, response to him. Yeah, I mean. It was was unbelievable. It was off the chain. 80% of the place there had an Iverson jersey. Right, exactly. So he's obviously still got a lot of cachet, but that goes back to the whole mindset that it's about the individual player and it's not about a particular team. And then once the players figure this out and they're able to manipulate the system, what are you going to do? You say you can't do it? I mean, they're doing it under the system. That's what they're doing. You know how in the NHL, you, you when you have it, a brand, I would do, You would do it, I would do it, everybody I'm, else well, would do let it. Let me be clear. If the Knicks had the ability to do it, I would uh, applaud it. Of course, and I would the, you know, the NHL, but it's bad for the basketball. In the, in the NHL, it's not like it doesn't happen, but the, the fact is, is that teams like the Rangers, uh, like the Blackhawks, they can buy people out because they can afford it. Yeah. You know, that's that's where the, the money comes in to actually – if you if you manage it right, you could buy yourself out of some. Problems. My thought was this: you know, the NHL has a new team, so they have this. They have what amounts to you can protect X amount of players. Every team's at risk of losing a player, so they can stock the new franchise with credible players. Right? They had the expansion Con- draft yet yeah, last so week. So conceptually, that idea, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to, to explain it. I'll get to it later today. Makes sense when it comes to NBA free agency. Because if Carmelo Anthony and Dwayne Wade go to the Cleveland Cavaliers, the NBA has a serious problem on their hands. No, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to have a serious problem on their hands. By the way, I hope they do. (laughs) Right? But it is... I always thought, even though I'm a diehard Knicks fan, that the NBA had more than just two teams that mattered. Now, it used to be all I cared about was the Knicks. and As a fan, that's all I care about. But when when you root for a team that sucks... And the nature of the NBA is set up that once you suck, you're going to suck for a long time because it's hard to get out of you know that, that cap hell. Yep. If you allow these types of things to happen, and remember this, David Stern stopped it once when he wouldn't let Chris Paul go to the Lakers, right? Right. Under the what's good for the league commissioner as the final stamp on everything. Well, that's because they were running the... Uh... 
uh, what was it, the New Orleans Hornets at the yes. time or something? Yeah, so they were running that team at the time. Doesn't so, matter to me. But they're not running the team. Adam Silver's not going to stand I in need front Adam, of any hey, one of these teams of what they're doing. I need Adam Silver on the phone, Al, this week. I don't care what day, just find him uh, today or tomorrow. Well, those, those days you're not going to be week. here. I know. Yes, yeah. have him on today <clears> tomorrow, right? Got to take the day uh, off after your golf tournament because yes. it's, it's such a hard thing to do. I know it's your fourth no, no, year doing I'm, it, and it's yeah. a really hard thing to do. No, no. I'm it's taking hard off. you got to take the next day off. That's I'm taking off because I get vacation. I'm going to take it. It just happens to be the day after oh, my golf tournament. Yeah, after your golf tournament, it's a yes. really hard thing. Hard it is very hard. Out. There's a lot of drinking that goes on. Yeah, I don't think I've ever taken the day off after my golf tournament. But you ever. do your golf tournament at a different time of year. No, it's, just, it's basically no. a month before yours. yours the, I, and I, I do mine on a the, Monday, so therefore I show up on a Tuesday. In the ratings And a lot period. of times, you know, I'll either have my own hockey game after that, yeah. or I'll go to a Ranger game after right. that. In the spring ratings but I'll still period. Show up, but I'll still show up the next morning. I take no time off. In the summer ratings period, we both take the majority of our time off. Got to do with when my golf tournament is. And I had a golf tournament in New Hampshire last week, and I still yes. made it the next day. Well, you didn't work the day of the golf tournament. But I had to make it back the next day. Yes. So there you well, have Under the way you do it, I would probably <laughs> take the day off. And by the way, I think you should have. I don't know why you didn't. But you did. I think you had two days off in a row. Yeah, you're, 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 it's you just take a, a Monday and a Tuesday off? I know Chris Christie was here twice. Meaning that you were not here twice. I know. And it is funny, our show. <laughs> God forbid any one of us ever takes... Yo, the five weeks of vacation or I mean, six weeks listen, vacation. Would, so what are we gonna do? We're gonna take pictures of uh, when you're on the beach and how great this is and what a wonderful. No, I'm not even. Do- I'll tell you exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm taking my daughter to see uh, Syracuse. Oh, okay, good. Because uh, she wants to check it out. Best time to take her in the summer because uh, this is why she doesn't see the. That's exactly right. The Missouri Let us know. and the, uh, beautiful the great daddy. clouds and the rain and the ice. Uh, so and, I'm doing the the, yes. the, 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 the 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 college trip. First okay. time I've ever had to do that. And then um, I haven't made any plans other than that. I oh, may go, go to Lake, Lake Oswego because it's near Syracuse. And if I'm up there, I might as well do something, right? Huh. Yeah, it's no? good. Getting around. New York State Parks, I Take like Take my it. daughter to Lake Oswego. Right. Hey, Mickey, get Donnie another lure. We're going to catch some smallmouth bass. There something you go. Like that. Perfect. Anyway, we got lots to do. The Mets actually won a few games, but it's irrelevant. The New York Yankees have lost 10 out of 12. And that is relevant. The New York Knicks are about to say goodbye to Carmelo Anthony. I'm not sure if that's even relevant anymore. All right. You know, the New York Rangers also say goodbye to Derek Stepan and Auntie Ranta. We'll get into that a little bit as well, as we will have later on. The New Jersey Devils' first overall pick in this year's NHL draft is coming in. A little bit of a surprise pick. Does he speak Canadian or English? Uh, I believe he's Swiss. I think he's Swiss. uh, And I know that he's been playing in the Quebec Major Junior League, I believe. Nice. Uh, not really a big surprise that they went for this kid over the other kid, Nolan Patrick. But uh, from a Rangers perspective, we're going to have to play against him and Nolan Patrick over the next 10 years. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.